Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving celebration. And now on to December. So today I'm going to talk to you about clothes and company. I have a quote for you. It's from the Puritan minister Thomas Brooks. And it's from a book that Charles Spurgeon assembled that is a collection of quotations from Brooks. And it's called Smooth Stones Taken from Ancient Brooks. So it's quite the play on words there. But anyway, on to the quotation. This is it. Clothes and company do oftentimes tell tales in a mute but significant language. I'll just read it again. Clothes and company do oftentimes tell tales in a mute but significant language. This is just as true today as when he wrote this in the 17th century. Pretty amazing. And we can't deny it. The way we dress is a language. And as Brooks puts it, our clothes are telling tales about us. So what we as Christian women want to consider is what tales are being told about us by the clothes we wear. And are these tales consistent with our Christian character and witness to the world? So consider how you read other people by their dress. We all do this almost without thinking all the time. We gather impressions and we come to conclusions by the way people dress. So the point here is let's consider what our own clothes and our children's clothes are telegraphing to others. And is this a message that we want to send? And is it consistent with our Christian character and confession? So let's take a minute to consider what are some of the tales that clothing can communicate? First category I came up with, sloppy clothes. I think they can telegraph laziness, a lack of love for others, ignorance, or a lack of self-awareness. You know, when you see people at the grocery store wandering around in their slippers or looks like, are those your pajamas? Sloppy. I remember in elementary school how much my mother took pains to dress me. And my clothes were always clean and pressed, and she took a lot of trouble to fix my hair. And I remember in particular, though I don't remember what grade it was, but it was pretty little, but I felt so sorry for a little girl in my class. And she looked like she had no mother who loved her at all. Her hair was tangled and unkempt. Her clothes were untidy. And I sometimes just imagined how she could be transformed if only someone would take the trouble to love her. So I think the sloppier the clothes, the more careless the behavior as a result, and the less dignity and courtesy. And the thing about that little girl is nobody wanted to sit by her because not only did she dress in that sloppy way, but she picked her nose. So it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry to share that. <laughs> but her clothes lined up with her behavior. And so how much more should we be considerate about not being sloppy, but tidy people and dressing with a tidy outfit and not wearing sloppy, slummy clothes out, you know, at the grocery store or anywhere? Second category would be immodest clothes. Certainly, immodest clothing can make a woman look competitive, envious, prideful, ignorant, impudent, or immoral, as though she was bait on a hook waiting for some ignorant fool to notice. 
And behavior usually is, like I said, consistent with the clothes you're wearing. So immodest clothing can affect the wearer as much as probably, as much as, or probably more than how it affects those who see it. So wearing immodest clothes can lead to immodest behavior. Why wouldn't it? The next category is outlandish clothes. And they can send, I think, a signal of insecurity or vanity, foolishness, self-centeredness, competition, and pride. And of course, in all these, there can be overlap. Sloppy clothes can be prideful and insecure. I mean, I realize these are not, not just nice, tidy categories. But in any case, outlandish clothes can be a sign of just hungry for attention combined with lack of wisdom. Outlandish can be another form of immodesty because it's a desire to draw attention to me, 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 and that's not healthy. But what about just boring, nondescript clothes? Is that what I think we should aim for? Actually, no, not at all. We're not just aiming to blend in with the woodwork, but clean, modest, tidy, appropriate clothes don't have to be blah and boring. They can be colorful, stylish, and flattering. The point is that we want to dress in a way, as I already said, that's consistent with our Christian confession and testimony. I'm not here to try to push a list of clothing types that I think Christian women are allowed to wear. I'm not trying to come up with a list of rules, trying to just help us to think about it uh, in a worldview way, in a Christian way. And in other words, you don't want to look like a ding-dong when you really are an educated, wise, trustworthy, confident, and capable woman. Nor do you want to look like a dour fusser when you actually are not that way at all. So we should be able to enjoy our clothing as a gift from God and choose them with discernment and wear them with wisdom. And remember that it isn't just the clothing itself, but how we wear them and what could it be saying about us. A woman could be wearing appropriate clothing but behaving in such a way that undermines any possibility for someone to think she's actually a wise woman. Or she may be in the company of fools, so she can't blame anyone for thinking she is a fool as well. Somewhere I have a quote, probably Thomas Watson, but I couldn't find it. So I'm just going to give it to you from memory. And that is how foolish it is to take pride in our clothing when clothing was given to us to cover the shame of our nakedness, thought, isn't that true? And a proud heart is going to be proud of her clothing, parading and vaunting and showing off. And I have another quote that I did find from Thomas Watson in his book, The Godly Man's Picture. He's speaking of those who take pride in their clothing. And I think we can do that in so many different ways. But here's the quote. Many dress themselves in such fashions as to make the devil fall in love with them. Black spots, gaudy attire, naked breasts, what are these but the flags and banners which pride displays? So just as a side note, I think by black spots, he means like drawing on, you know, a little black spot on your face to look beautiful. We don't do that anymore, but there was a time (laughs) when that was cool. As Brooks puts it, clothing tells a story in a mute language. Let's not neglect this really important aspect of our lives in Christ. Christian women, above all women, have the opportunity to enjoy and bring up their daughters to enjoy a sanctified femininity, 
a baptized femininity that glorifies and enjoys God forever. And we can certainly use our clothing and our attitude toward our clothing and our choices and all the rest to glorify God by being thankful that he's given it to us and then wearing our clothes with wisdom and appropriateness. Okay, I hope that gave you some things to think about today. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a great week. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks, audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around.